Hey listeners, Sarah Ashley here. Did you know that on November 3rd from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you guys can help us out with a very important task. If you tweet us at Nerdonomy, we will be playing our Six Degrees of Separation game where you guys pick the celebrities that we link. If you've listened to the show, you know the game, you know how much we love to play that. So you guys are going to be able to help us out and challenge us and try to stump us. We promise we will not be using IMDb or Google whatsoever. And you guys can also give shoutouts, ask questions, whatever. You have free reign to drive the show. Again, that is November 3rd from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We will be doing this while we're recording, and then we will release the show the following Tuesday. We hope you guys will listen. We hope you'll tweet us. Remember, tweet us at Nerdonomy and mark November 3rd in your calendars right this second. We look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. Listening to Nerds on Film with Sarah Ashley, Kevin Satorius, Brian Moriarty, and Sean Moriarty. So, best Halloween stories. Let's have some fun little anecdotes to warm up for the holiday. Let's make it more interesting. Most embarrassing thing you've done on Halloween. Most oh. embarrassing thing you've done on Halloween. Or a most embarrassing person that you've done on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Mine uh, was Margie with the club foot. She works in produce. Uh, well, Sean, why don't you break the ice here? What's what's your most embarrassing Halloween story? Because I'm sure well, you have quite my, a few. Yes, I have many, most of which I don't really want to share. But for fear of <laughs> for fear of incrimination, I'll tell you one. I think it was 2007. Mm. Uh, me and a couple friends decided to eat a whole bunch of some things that may or may not have an effect on your point of view. <laughs> that may okay. or may not. Skew your perception of reality. Yes, <laughs> we we ate too many of those, and then the mall by us was doing a 3D haunted house called Rob Zombie's The Devil's Playground, and you started with a 15 minute Rob Zombie horror movie in 3D, and then you went into this 3D haunted house, and it was all one theme. And uh, after the 3D movie, when we were waiting in the line to go into the actual 3D haunted house, it really started kicking in, and I was like, um. This was the worst decision ever. <laughs> and basically, after the first person jumped out at me, I just bolted through the whole thing, like, ah! <laughs> all the way through to the end. That's horrible. It'd be funny because in real life, it'd be like, boo. <laughs> and it's running through. Or just like some teenagers, like pimply teenager. <laughs> I felt bad for the actors because they were just like, they see this dude running by and they're like, all right, here we go. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> I couldn't even scare. I had no time to scare that guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Wow. I don't oh. think I have anything that tops that. I'm like really trying to rack my brain. I don't think I have anything Nothing comes close. Nothing comes close to that for me. What? Really? Really. I've, That's not that embarrassing. I could have said something like, all right, so I'm dressed as uh, Dangle. From Reno 911, and I'm railing Barney the dinosaur on a water tower, <laughs> and then Barney takes his hat off, and it turns out it's not a chick like I thought. It's just a dude with a really high voice and a very clean asshole and a really fishy smelling asshole. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! Um, I'm kidding. I, I don't know how much of that I want in so, the episode. Folks, <laughs> I look. Maybe we should take a step back for a second. Um, 
For those who uh, don't already know, Kevin, myself, and Eric all work together at the same company, uh, which will remain nameless for its good and our own. But I will say our boss's boss just followed us on Nerdonomy. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very enthusiastic that she's interested in what, what we do outside of work, but <laughs> now I'm starting to wonder what we should say. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's keep it clean, guys. Let's keep it clean. <laughs> Uh, goat incest. Oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> goat cest. <laughs> I don't think I have any embarrassing stories per se. It's my favorite holiday of always and forever. Yeah, um, me too. And it's it's mostly because uh, my family and I used to go pretty pretty all out. Um, passing out candy. And I remember one year my dad took down our, our, our front door and replaced it with like a stuffed dummy with a Freddy Krueger mask, um, like stapled to this, you know, big sheet of plywood. And he cut a hole around where the stomach was. So the shirt was kind of left unbuttoned and just hanging there. And when people would come up and ring the doorbell, he, his hand was all like gory and like bloody and disgusting. And his like hand would like shoot out and like grab at kids, um, you know treat bags and like oh, and then pass out the candy sweet. and stuff yeah there was a another year where my mom was dressed as like this old kind of like hag i don't know it was kind of like a haunted laundromat situation like we had all these bloody oh sheets i know it's really weird she we was the, a haunted laundromat no she was a hag and <laughs> managing <laughs> she's the manager of the haunted yeah laundromat. and we had like all these bloody sheets like hanging all like around the property and my dad had taken this wash basin and cut out the bottom of it. And I was actually in the basin and my head, my head was all like, my face was all gored up and disgusting. And my neck looked like it was like all gashed open. I was wearing a black shirt and the kids would come up and my mom's like, I can't get the blood out. Will you help me? Will you help me? And the kids are like, yeah, we'll help you. And my mom reaches into the wash basin, grabs me by my hair and like pulls me out and it looks like a decapitated head. And then I've like opened my eyes and the kids would be like, Meh! And, like freak out it was great and then as <laughs> soon as I, and then as soon as they got around the corner my dad in like a janitor's costume kind of like dressed like a zombie would go chasing them down the street with an axe and then they'd give him candy <laughs> <laughs> well wow. we, at that we gave them candy like after we were like no we're just kidding like happy halloween like gave him a little scare halloween, and stuff. please don't call the cops <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no and we were always like pr- we'd like gauge it like for the little little kids we wouldn't do anything super scary but for the older kids yeah we would fuck with them it was great so much fun that's why i love halloween and that is your most embarrassing no, story. No, it's I, I told you I don't have an embarrassing <laughs> know, story. Know, this I is my know. little anecdote. Still, think, it was an awesome story. Better I, than mine. Brian, now you have to really bring it home. <laughs> well, geez, it's just, it was just one time, you know, one Halloween. I was coming home, and um, I killed a teenager. And I guess the embarrassing part was that... <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the embarrassing part was I left the knife totally in, and it had all my fingerprints on it. Ugh, rookie of, I'm, mistake. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you're still it's free. Just, you're just lucky that the guy who was investigating the crime scene was racist against white people, so you got off. <laughs> That's exactly how it what happened. No part of that story is embellished. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we all thought that I would be the more murdery one. Turns out it's Brian. <laughs> It's always the it one always you think, oh, he's such a nice guy. He's so n- He helped me with my groceries. <laughs> to, to quote Wednesday Adams, what are you going as this year? I'm going as a homicidal maniac. They come from the places you least expect. <laughs> 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 She's not wearing nice. a costume. So anyway, in light of that lurid tale, 
Welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. <laughs> I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Sean Etude Mori Farty, apparently. Yep. AKA. I was just listening to a couple episodes ago. <laughs> That's AKA, my new name. AKA Long Dong Silver. Soon to be, hopefully. Got my fingers and it crossed. <laughs> How can you have it crossed? It, it's, it, it's not just a clever name, Sarah Long Dong Silver. Well, I, I mean, can fold it into like a full pretzel. It oh, looks like okay. one of the pretzels you get at the mall. Nice. So sometimes I dip it in Parmesan <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Ew. Ew. That's just disgusting. I'm going to ignore you even said it. Um, <laughs> Kevin Sutorius is not here tonight. Um, we we killed him. Yep. No. <laughs> I'm on a very dark. I think we already s- talked about string how, no. of logic tonight. I'm sorry. Wasn't last time he was gone? You said that we killed him, and he was in the, he was in my trunk. Yeah, but this time he really did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's that. Wow. <laughs> we love Kevin very much. He uh, loves his family, which he is spending time with tonight because uh, he has some out-of-town relatives who are here. Probably wondering why we're talking like a total bunch of creepers. It's because guess what's happening in a couple of days, folks? Halloween. Or, Halloween. as I like to call it, Jehovah's Witnesses stay in day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stay in day number five. <laughs> I think that's when they pass out the little pamphlets with, like, cartoons of Christians and stuff like that, like, all talking about Jesus and the rapture. Indeed. And if anyone's interested in the uh, history of Halloween, you can listen to our Nerds on History episode of Curse of the Podcast back from about a year ago. You can search it on the iTunes store and, or on our website and pull it up. Uh, tonight, since we got Halloween coming up in a couple days, we know that for our childhoods, we spent a lot of time either scaring the crap out of people procuring or giving candy mostly procuring and then of course <laughs> procuring candy <laughs> where should we procure these said candies <laughs> I'm just been, I'm really looking forward to some Snickers <laughs> yes actually my favorite I, part uh, was I, my favorite Twix <laughs> I'm part of the left Twix party I <laughs> what the left Twix has to do I they they smother theirs with the chocolate. The other one, I forget, pummels it or something. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the hell this character is. <laughs> it's, it's, it, this is just this weird voice that Sean and I have been doing since we were like 15 years old. Like, what is this character? He has no name, but it's he just like a says... Mix, it's, okay, it's a mix of the dude from Office Space. Right, I Milton, heard that. And Milton. the comic book guy from The Simpsons. It's right. if, it's if they had a clone of their both their essences put together. And Worst voice ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it just becomes this weird kind of, hey guys, what's going hey on? <laughs> hey. I feel like his name should be so, Alan. Alan? Alan. My name is Alan. My name's Alan. Hi guys, my name is Alan. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> aside from pranking people, procuring candy, and uh, <laughs> freaking <laughs> out at uh, 3D haunted houses, <laughs> freaking out <coughs> and going ET at <laughs> 3D haunted houses, watching movies, mm-hmm. right? So we thought we would share with you some of our favorite Halloween movies, ones that you could obtain and watch after you've gotten done doing all your festivities or while you're doing all those fun festivities but very specifically aren't we talking about movies that take place on halloween sure and why not watch a movie that takes that's, place on halloween yeah that's i think for halloween is it yeah indeed yeah. Or and a, a lot of these movies happen to be family friendly we didn't want to go after those ones but most movies that are halloween kinda, related yeah 
are either horror or family oriented. And they're they're tame. And some of the the ones we're going to mention tonight are tame enough for I would say uh, anything from a a ten year old yeah. on. Some of them are very child friendly. Case in point, Halloween, the yes. slasher movie. That's yes. totally family friendly. Yes, that's a story of a child who got shit done. <laughs> He, that's um, that's that the kid story is an inspiration about, to all sorts of people that want to kill their sisters while they're getting banged out. That's a story um, about family values. <laughs> yep. Determination. Determination. It's the American dream, actually. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. Shut up, Alan. <laughs> so... So why don't we get started? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Yes, that's Classic. the first one that comes that's to one, my mind. Why don't we work our way up in age? How's that? So we'll start with the kid-friendly ones, and we'll work our way up to the more mature Okay. Stuff. All right. All right. So Hocus Pocus, uh, the, uh, the kid-friendly ones that just come straight to my head would be Hocus Pocus, Ernest yes, Scared Stupid, and Halloween Town, the made-for-TV Disney Channel movie. Indeed, and there was a sequel yeah. to that as well. Yes. Yes, those are all great ones. I think there were a couple sequels I to think, that one. I think... Though of those, probably the best is Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Totally. And plus, it's got a musical number in it, which is, you know. Well, yeah. And yeah. Bette Midler. Hello. Yeah. Well, there's actually a couple yeah. musical numbers, because you've got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, mm-hmm. yeah, she and has Kathy Najimi, who are all well-trained mm-hmm. singers, yeah. doing you know their, their own parts. So. It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. And the, uh, the guy that played Billy the zombie. Mm-hmm. Is actually the same actor who he was in Hellboy. He played um, he played the uh, fawn in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, it's um, Doug. Um, Shit, can't remember his last Hold name. Hold on, I'm consulting the runes. You mean IMDb? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but he. But uh, I call it the runes. He also played the the and also in Pan's Labyrinth, the guy with the um, eyes in his hands. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. know. He's def- I know exactly. His what you're talking first name about, is definitely Doug. His name either. I think it's Doug Jones. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if it's true. I heard a rumor. That, yes, it is. That it's, there's going to be a movie adaption of the story of the Thin Man, and he's going to be playing it. Adaptation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the word. Uh, Doug Jones, yes. And he actually was also Abe Sapien in Hellboy, like did you were I saying. Did I say adaption? What did I say? You, you said adaption. Oh, my God. I've been up. English major fail. I know. I've, like, seriously, I've been awake for so long. I'm really exhausted. <laughs> you guys um, have no idea. Fun fact about Doug Jones. His voice was never used on film until Hellboy 2. Yeah. He was was always the actor for Abe Sapien, but as those who may know, of course, David Hyde Pierce was the voice mm-hmm. of Abe Sapien in the first one. He voiced the the part as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was the first time. He's always just been a physical actor. He said his voice dubbed over. And he has, doesn't have a bad acting voice at all. It just mm-hmm. never happened. So, I forget anyway. if it was this week or last week, but they were showing it on ABC Family recently, and I caught some of it. And I was looking at the actors, and I was like, I wonder where some of these guys are now. You know how we do research while we're watching a movie on sure. our iPads yes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does it. So, Thora Birch. You remember Thora Birch played Danny? Yeah, and then she was um, in Ghost Then she was World. in American Beauty. American Beauty, yes, mm-hmm. where she... Boobs. She, exactly. And then uh, she was in Ghost World. Yeah. Which was awesome. But then, since then, she hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff. She's had a couple TV appearances. And she's in some movie coming up soon called Army Brats. With Rob Schneider and Sharon Stone. Oh, dear. Does not this sound is, so This hot. is an yeah. upcoming movie? Um, the kid that played Max fell off the face of the earth, too. He doesn't act anymore. The, mm. last, the most recent thing he was in, I think, was uh, of note was like Matinee. Do you remember Matinee? We talked about it before. I remember Matinee. I don't... It was the one about... Uh, it was actually, ironically, about creature features that were done in the 1950s with oh, the, the oh. buzzers and the seats and all that stuff. It was Mant was the, the, uh, gotcha, gotcha, the gotcha. movie within the movie. It said it, but it also like, mixes that and the, the threat of nuclear attack. It was like right during the 
Cuban yeah, Missile Crisis. It's a total. Okay. It's a total love letter to the late fifties, gotcha, early sixties, gotcha. or in this case, early sixties. So I was actually like to add another one to that list: mm. Paranorman. As oh well. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember if it takes place on Halloween exactly, but the the themes I are so does. strictly Halloween like though yeah. that I don't think it has to be necessarily on Halloween, but it has to really. Really, really embody a lot of the the sense of yeah. okay. Of, then of I think Adam like Hotel Transylvania. That doesn't. That's not really set during Halloween, but okay. And then yeah. Adam's family. The yeah, Adam's family. Yeah. Both of them. Adam's family true. does take place during Halloween, though. What, the opening scene uh, where they're yeah. about to pour hot boiling water on trick or treaters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course that. And then of course it ends on Halloween as well. There so, you go. Yes, it's a full year cycle. I guess you can go with the Casper movie as well. Oh, no. Casper totally has that. Oh, yeah. Their party the, that she has is on Halloween. Yeah. She has At Whipstaff. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, there was oh, also... I love Casper. There was also yeah. the direct video sequel, uh, Casper and... Um, Wendy. Wendy the Witch, played by a young Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff, yeah. But in the Casper movie, and I don't think in the sequel, but um, when... Because Casper doesn't become a human... Um, in the sequel, but in the first one, it's played by Devin Sawa, <laughs> who was one of like yeah. my all-time like tween crushes. Yeah, but he, he didn't do the voice, which minutes. I thought was messed up. Yeah, that was, was kind of weird. It was a, a little kid named Malachi Pearson who never did anything else after that, I don't think. Not really, yeah. I got some interesting info. I, I just saw this movie on TV the other day, too, and I didn't realize how many crazy like cameos there are in that movie. Okay. Because in the very beginning, when they're trying to get the people out of the house, you have Father Guido Sarducci's character oh, yeah, come in yeah, and try yeah. to oh, exercise yeah. it. Absolutely. Then Ray from the Ghostbusters runs out yes. and is like, who are you going to call? Somebody, Somebody else. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's this point where Bill Pullman's looking in the mirror and the ghosts are messing with his appearance. Mm-hmm. And he turns into the following people. Rodney Dangerfield, Clint Eastwood, and Mel Gibson. And the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. All, yeah. Isn't yeah. Brad Garrett the voice of Fatso in that movie, too? Yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it sounds just like Brad Garrett. I love those ghosts. They are hilarious. That's timeless because I watched it the, when I watched it the other day. I thought oh, I'm probably not gonna like this that much because I was a kid. But all the jokes hold up. It's really it funny does. And, and actually, I feel like even the graphics kind of hold up because it's so cartoony. Yeah, totally. And it, they I made mean, it. I like how they made them translucent too. So. Yeah, I mean, aside from like the '90s fashion aspect of it, it's a pretty timeless movie. Right. Yeah. Um, three of the movies we've mentioned all have Christina Ricci in them. It was, she made, yeah. And a couple we more we're about to mention Ritchie. later on will also have her in them as well. There we go. Yeah. Wait, we said Casper. We said uh, uh, Adam's Family. What was the other one? Yeah. Oh, Adam's Family Values. Black Snake okay. Moan. Black Snake Moan. <laughs> that too. Total Halloween movie. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> not at all. I think for kids' movies, that kind of rounds it out, but I'm sure I'm sure there's more. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. those are all ones we've seen we all endorse, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so I actually rewatched Ernest Scared Stupid for the first time in a long time, which, as I've mentioned on a previous podcast, that movie used to scare the crap out of me, which is ridiculous because I don't scare that easily with movies, but... I think it, I was as I was watching it, I was like determined to figure out what was it about this movie that scared me so bad. Yeah, because the trolls are so campy looking. No, the tro- it, wasn't it wasn't the those, trolls. Was it was the fact that they were turning the kids into wooden dolls. That's oh, what it that's was. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what scared the shit out of me. Oh, I thought that the uh, opening scene in Hocus Pocus where they're, they're sucking the life out of a little girl, like, and you watch her yeah. die, that's pretty fucked up, too. Oh, that didn't scare me. It didn't scare you? I, I no. just, they're, they're definitely these. Uh, one element of these movies that is all kind of like that's the really little dark. disturbing and a little dark exactly, yeah. but I guess it's allowed because of the theme of the film. <clears throat> yeah, they're supposed to, you're allowed a certain amount of macabre when you're making a Halloween themed movie, yeah. whether you're Disney who made that one or another family oriented film factory. 
I gotta say though, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Paranorman. Paranorman is a uh, this wonderful yeah. story. For those Should we know, check it out? It's a wonderful story about a kid who's parent who's clairvoyant. Except he doesn't just talk to; he can see the dead. And the funny thing is, like, he talks to his grandmother, but his grandmother's been a ghost for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And his parents just think he's not dealing with the death very well. But the truth is just, no, she just never left the house. Her hmm. spirit is in the house, haunting it very benignly. <clears throat> and parent, since Norman can see him, see her, uh, he just talks to her on a daily basis. Hmm. It's, actually, it's actually really kind of cute. It is kind of cute. And then you find out, basically, because of his ability to talk to the dead, the alleged antagonist of the movie... As any good ghost story would tell you, they're really not as antagonistic as you might think. Mm-hmm. Very much like, like the Canterville ghost, where you think it's a villain, but he's really not at all. Yeah. There's a similar trope to that, I think, in the film, but it, it works very, very well. And it's got, you know, the, the common tropes of a teen ghost movie, where they're all kind of banded together, like on this kid's adventure kind of story mm-hmm. going on. But it yeah. was very, very enjoyable. Cool, man. I should, I'll check it out. Uh, Monster House. Mo- oh totally, yeah totally qualifies yeah. similar idea mm-hmm. again young kids twins yeah. who are it's amazing together. how many of these movies i've seen at the drive-in that's hocus pocus and monster house <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then frankenweenie probably would fall into this yeah. category and uh, absolutely even though it's also christmas nightmare before christmas i think it kind of doubles it, do- yeah, it definitely it does. doubles frankenweenie though can i mention something about frankenweenie please go for it not a lot of people know this, but Frank and Weenie, the most recent animated film, is based on a short film that mm-hmm. Tim Burton made called Frank and Weenie, and it was attached to a VHS of one of Tim Burton's movies when we were kids. And I can't remember if it's Beetlejuice or if it was Edward Scissorhands. Actually, I've I've seen the the short film one because I remember renting that actually. Yeah, it's like it's like a thirty minute film he made when he was uh, in grad school at USC. Yeah. And Did, I swear. Th- they atta- either they attached it or they had a preview for it. It's the first I had heard I actually, I want to think it's, I want to say it's Hocus Pocus was the one that really? it, I was, it was, it was Beetle- tied to. I would say it was probably Beetlejuice. Oh. Yeah, I thought um, it was Edward Scissorhands. Maybe, maybe, but... Um, Listeners, send us an email. Leave a comment on the website. I will say that the current Blu-ray of Frank and Weenie does have the short live-action version attached to it. Oh, good. And it's actually, there are a lot of things, there's a couple things that are different, but all the major plot points are the same. Okay. And the live-action one was cool. I thought it was really cool. It was cool. It's very well done. It's got a couple of big actors in it. Daniel Stern Mm -hmm. plays uh, Victor's dad, and um, and, uh, Shelley Duvall plays his mom. That's yeah. cool. It is. What about... We um, don't mention Shelley Duvall enough on this podcast. Right? Yeah. What about Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice doesn't take place in Halloween, but I think you could totally watch it on Halloween. Yeah. It, it makes it, perfect it's sense. It's a Halloween movie, basically. I think, yeah, Half of Tim Burton's under, movies you could watch know, on Halloween. Right? <laughs> and it would qualify. It falls under our like little bit of an outside category of these movies that are just movies people watch on Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's popular to watch, and Beetlejuice is definitely in there. I know lots of people that watch that on Halloween. We can't not talk about these movies and not talk about Danny Elfman, because his oh, yeah. he makes brilliant scores, and he's the master of the haunting score. Mm-hmm. And I can think of three movies he's done that just so brilliantly capture the essence of that world um, and they've so much so that they've been used in other ads that have Halloween themes in it. And it is, for sure, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. That's Well, that actually is a Halloween movie, doesn't it? Totally it totally is a Halloween movie. Yeah, there's movie. a part on there that actually takes place during Halloween. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually a pretty underrated movie. I really like that one. Yeah. I mean, Tim Burton has been known to whenever he adapts a, a major work, he will definitely rework it and tweak it and put his own twist on it. Mm-hmm. 
That's no different than Greg Gregory McGregor doing the same thing with the Wicked Witch of the West mm-hmm. in Wicked. I think it's plausible. I think that that's okay as long as the story works. Yeah. And some of, some of his works they have, and some of them they haven't. I think that's an episode for Tim Burton. We can do another time. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow though was an example where I do think it really worked. I think it was very successful, even though they kind of changed the idea of Ichabod Crane a little bit than from the original story. So they, they took him but... from being a school teacher to making him a police constable. And well, they the, also made him a little bit braver. That was kind of the whole idea in the original short story was that he was kind of a little goofy and a little, like, kind yeah. of chicken shit. Well, Disney so, actually did a better job, I think, with their... Within a literal hollow. adaptation, yeah. Within yes. a literal adaptation I, of the character. I right. mean, a- adaption. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> um, Sarah knows words. <clears throat> so, here's what I find interesting about that. I think Johnny Depp, when he played Ichabod Crane, did his best to make crane as squeamish as possible yeah 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 he does and what i find really interesting is that because washington irving's descriptions of ichabod crane is that he's kind of gaunt and kind of got this prolonged nose and ears and he's not necessarily the best looking uh he and burton were all behind and they had designed prosthetic makeup for him to wear as ichabod crane to make him look that way paramount uh vetoed the decision really yeah and they were gonna fight it but then Deb was like, no, it's fine. I can just bring it out in the acting. Well, that's instead. good. Huh. Yeah, yeah you, I think a lot of people just want to try and keep Johnny Depp hot. It's true. And yet, they make him look like the Mad Hatter, and I guess they didn't really touch his face that much, but they just painted it really. So. Well, I mean, I, but at that point, he's already, he had already come pretty far away from... If you look at Sleepy Hollow, this is kind of like a really in-between time between, like... Cry Baby and Chocolat and those kinds of things where he's like a little bit more sex symbol and then he's developing his acting like Fear and Loathing Las Vegas and it's kind of a yeah, very... Yeah, he's doing all these more esoteric choices It's a very films. particular stage for him before, you know, pre-Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> which changed everything and then he was just like, I'm going to be all the characters. Yeah. <laughs> what I love... He's turning into Eddie Murphy. <laughs> right before our eyes. Hi, everybody. Um... What I, Is that your Eddie Murphy impression? No, it was a feeble attempt. And I, that's why I stopped. Like, there, <laughs> I should not do this. Nope. So I am moving firmly forward. We will never speak of that again. Okay. What I really love about Sleepy Hollow, though, is aside from the story and the score, it's got some really great actors in it. You know, you've got Johnny Depp, you've got Christina Ritchie, Miranda Richardson, mm-hmm. uh, awesome in part in that movie. Christopher Lee yeah. makes a quick cameo, right? The master of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Goff uh, is in it. Who I mean, and pretty of much. Of course, Christopher Walken. Christopher yeah. Walken, right, as the Hessian, right, and he is all he says in the entire movie is "Yeah, yeah, pretty much." Yeah. <laughs> and but he's got the he's got those teeth and the hair. Yeah, yeah. Which was any any character you need with straight up standing hair, you just give to yeah. Christopher Walken. I I heard that it took him a lot of work just to get the "Yeah," <laughs> right, because he kept going "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Yeah, Tim, I, I kind of want to ad-lib a bit. <laughs> you don't have a head, Chris. You just say as little as possible. Oh, okay. Ah! <laughs> it's been a while since we talked about walking on this podcast. It's, it's been a while. It's true. And walking actually did look... I mean, he's already kind of terrifying looking under the right light, but he's more terrifying in this movie. Oh, my God. Well, and that's, that's I think, what I really like about this one is the visuals. The the cinematography in this was kind of impeccable. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's really easy to go too Tim Burton-y. I don't think this one did that. I think it danced the line. There is one moment when in the... Uh, 
the climax of the story when they're in the windmill. Okay. And then they said, people were wondering where we got the designs of the blades from. And they said, uh, there is nowhere in the history of Dutch colonization that those wings look that way. He said, those are flat out Tim Burton bat wings. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. Just to make it look Tim Burton-y. Make yeah. Because he's got that... What's the word for it? It's kind of like a distorted spin on reality. Mm-hmm. It's darker, but there's there's a word for it, and I can't get my... Surreal? Goth. It's kind of a gothic surreal kind of thing going on with it, yeah. Yeah. Gothic surrealism. It's a class I teach at the community college on Wednesday nights. <laughs> oh, yes, actually, seminar? I took that, I took that class, too. <laughs> no, I took that it's seminar online. followed by underground, underwater, hot yoga sessions. <laughs> Alan. I feel like I just want to have him around all the time. He sounds so interesting. I took the class three times. Once was live, once was the television course, and then there was an online section. Otherwise known as a a webinar. It was a webinar. A webinar. (laughs) Alan's my new favorite person. Man, Kevin... You better come with some heat next week or Alan's replacing you. <laughs> I feel like Alan's going to be, hey, hey guys, can I be on your podcast? I, um, I have a lot to say about movies. Um, I did take a class. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> you took a number of classes. I was really upset college. when you were talking about Day of the Triffids and I had done that as a performance art piece <laughs> in my sixth grade talent show. <laughs> It was quite different by the end. You wouldn't even know it was based on the movie. (laughs) 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 I got got nothing. (laughs) Such a great Alan tangent. I think we need need to make them twin brothers. There's Alan and Colin. Okay. No? I just like Alan. I just like Alan. I I think we can all be a little bit Alan. Alan 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 is something that embodies us. Yeah, there we go. Alan, the uh, not the friendly ghost, but rather Alan, the uh, the intrusive hipster ghost. <laughs> the intrusive hipster ghost. Thank you. <laughs> He's Alan, the intrusive hipster, hipster ghost. ghost. <laughs> hey guys, are you having a good Halloween? That's that's good. That's good. Uh, I procured some candy for you. <laughs> here, here, I have some bottle caps. I think they're really underrated candy, uh, and I think everybody should have one. We got some bottle caps. We got some. Uh, All right. Some jelly ranchers. Some three musketeers bars. Some baby fruit. Boy, I really didn't like the candy corn, so I threw that out. But but did, everything else is quite good. Did I ever tell you guys how I died? It was a really really bizarre boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> I was out on my sailboat, and a shark came up and ate my face. And I tried to swim away, but my pants were too tight. <laughs> <laughs> I I used candy corn as a really cheap way to line the cage for my rabbit, and now my rabbit's got diabetes. Moving on. All right. Hey, back to Halloween movies. So now that so we're Halloween in, movies. And we're back. <laughs> so now that we're in this, because I know for me, Sleepy Hollow was a movie that I probably wouldn't have been allowed to see before the age of 15, 
or so. Really? It's really? It's not that bad of a movie. I mean, it's technically it was an R-rated film, but it's not it that Yeah, but when it came blood, out, right? I was like 15 and you were 13 and you saw it at the same time. No, I you were 16 and I was 14. I'm pretty sure I saw no, that in actually, the No, actually, I was not allowed to see it in theaters. You guys went and all went and saw it and I was grounded at home because I got bad grades that semester. <laughs> Brian, yeah, that got was caught the worst punishment ever, too. My parents knew exactly how to cut to the heart of my brother. They were like, I was I in remember bed one time, asleep while they were going to His punishment for getting bad grades was he couldn't go see Batman Forever on opening day, but the rest of us did. <gasps> That's fucked up. Yep. And it wasn't the, the the opening day. It was opening weekend. Sean saw it on Sunday. Then we both saw it again on Monday because my dad felt bad. He As he, he should. He's That's horrible. He's kind of realizing this is kind of douchey. So, <laughs> yeah, but remember that they gave us the day off of school to see Star Wars Episode One. We did do that. And I, I they think, did get I think, back. I think that actually that was probably back. Tracy. Who, uh, my stepmom, mm-hmm. who's awesome, by the way. I think that was kind of her idea, and I think she coaxed Dad into doing it. I could be wrong. Maybe it was Dad's idea. Well, who knows? We'll have to ask him. Yeah. But so, anyway. Sleepy Hollow is awesome. Yep. Hooray. Okay. Moving right along. So, what are some other movies that you think maybe kids who are maybe too old for the Paranormans and the Nightmare Before Christmases, but maybe more prone to something that's got a little more edge to it. I honestly think there a lot of them are going straight for slasher movies and yeah. like gory horror movies, but or, what if they you're saying what if they can't get their hands on those? Yeah, I mean Sleepy Hollow is kind of a slasher movie in a way. Yeah, or they want to go a little bit more classic, something that can still be scary but isn't as maybe gory or offensive or whatever. Um, mm. Psycho, House on Haunted Hill, those kinds of things. If they're more, yeah. if they're more comedy the angles, old, the old yeah. Vincent Price, because the the new one with Jeffrey Rush is pretty effed up. Oh no no no, that one's effed up. Oh yeah. god, yeah. yeah. No, 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 Psycho no, no, no. is awesome though. Like I watched, I try to watch that every Halloween. I got the Blu-ray of it last year. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the contrasts of the black and white are so like I started to notice all these little subtle shadows in the back and all these details I didn't notice mm-hmm. when I saw it on like standard television. Yeah. Oh. The, so at, it's kind of cool at the um, the last part where you see uh, Norman Bates right before the end scene where they are dragging the chick's car out of the lake or whatever. That last scene where he's kind of like staring at the camera and it's his mom's he- uh, mom's voice going through his yeah. head. As they're fading those two scenes together from from him to the car, if you pay attention, you freeze frame it, you can see where they also overlaid a picture of the mom's face over his face. It's really kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, Hitchcock was a genius. Yeah. Was an absolute genius. And that, uh, we said this last year, but it's still true. That, to me, is the most terrifying shot in the entire film. It's not the other things that take place. It's not the murders. It's Mm -hmm. Norman Bates staring dead into the camera Mm -hmm. and not breaking eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's suspenseful, but it's not, like, disgusting. and, And it's not, I don't think, well, I mean, it might cause nightmares, but... Um, oh, I, it did. There were my grandmother when she said she saw it. She couldn't take a shower for a month. Oy. She took baths. She was, it's not like she didn't keep up with hygiene. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> sponge baths. Yeah. Um, However, Vince Vaughn's uh, portrayal of him oh at God. the end—it's like I was when they're doing that exact shot. I'm like, yeah. all I can hear in my head is, "You're so fucking money, and you don't even know it." <laughs> yeah, I just hear swingers quotes. That is so an, like an artsy thing to do—is to do a shot for shot, a pretty much a shot for shot remake. Well, not only that, but they also did. In they the even same... did the overlay of the mom's face on that one too when they did the remake, and almost like the same costumes. It was almost, but again, it was modern, so it was it was this very weird anachronistic. Movie, I guess, like, hey, if you wanted to see Psycho in color, sure. Um, but I remember when we saw the the teaser trailer for that, they had used all of the old Hitchcock shots. 
mm-hmm. for Norman Bates's mother in the shower scene. They hadn't cut all the news, the stuff of the new version yet, and. I will say the the shadowy shot of the wig and the knife and everything when you hear the da 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 that is pretty terrifying too. Yeah, yeah. I think also um, another one that's good if for people who are more more comedy angled, Young Frankenstein. That's always a favorite oh, for course. me to watch. Young Frankenstein, Whenever. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yes, Dracula Dead and Loving It. <laughs> Indeed, and those movies are really important because. I mean, Young Frankenstein is just is brilliant. Yeah, it, it has the more of the adult humor in it. It's got the stuff. adult humor. It's got a ton of the adult humor. I didn't yeah. even get half the jokes as a little kid. Well, you know, I when I was quoting the movie the most when I was in fifth grade, like, I didn't really understand half the shit I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was pretty old for my age. Uh, I mean, with respect to, like, ability to recognize humor. So when she said, he must have an enormous Van Stuker, I was like, oh, Van Stuker means dick. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. We all kind of knew that, I think, Grand, because Terry Gar's acting and yeah. Gene Wilder's reaction is beautiful yeah. for that. But, like, things like Inspector Kelp, or mm-hmm. Kemp, sorry. Inspector, Inspector Kelp. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lewis. A riot. It's an ugly sink. sink. Like, his character was so zany that it just it read perfectly well. And same thing with Igor, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. That whole opening scene when you first meet Igor is amazing. When I think of my dad. <laughs> the things the he, things he used to, to say to me. What would he say? What the hell are you doing in the bathroom all day and night? Why don't you get out of there? Give someone else a chance. <laughs> Oh which God. I didn't get till later, meaning, oh, he's jerking off a bunch. Yup. <laughs> what is See, this? See, I, I, was, I was one for two for dick jokes as a child. That's not bad. There we go. <laughs> what is this? Clash five in front of von Hirschtort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you like it? <laughs> I'm not partial to desserts myself, but this is excellent. Who are you you made a yummy to? noise. <laughs> to you. You made a yummy sound, so I thought you were liking the dessert. <laughs> I didn't make a yummy sound. But you did. I just heard you. <laughs> sorry scene <laughs> i was like i was like i'm not gonna start this i'm not gonna start this because i know did, we, we won't did stop. we do this last year where we did yes, the whole we did I'm, the whole abby normal scene did we do yeah, that yes yeah. we did but we're, we're slowly just gonna at uh, one day some crazy fan's gonna be like i was listening and i figured out that uh <laughs> you guys recited the entire script for young frankenstein <laughs> so i pieced it together <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind that I put recent Sinead O'Connor music on in the background. <laughs> what? Taffeta, darling. Taffeta, sweetheart. No, the dress. It's taffeta. It wrinkles so easily. <laughs> the hair. The hair. The hair. The hair. Nails. <laughs> oh, nails. <laughs> and then I just do those little weenus the, the, handshake. The elbow. <laughs> do the elbow handshake. Anyway. <laughs> Moving That's a right classic. Along. But you know what? On that same vein, Mel Brooks very closely followed the original version of Frankenstein, as well when he did Dracula Dead and Loving. It, he followed pretty closely the original Dracula adaptation. So yes, um, I would say if you're a film nerd and you want to see the comparisons, watch both the 1930s versions of those films, and then by comparison, <laughs> watch the parodies of them as well, just to see how they. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Dracula Dead and Loving It when he's hammering the stake in and all the blood oh, shooting yeah. out. <laughs> and he's, like, just like, he's almost dead. I love the part though where he's like, he hands him the stake. He's like, you have to hit it right through the heart. Okay, wait a minute. It goes behind the filler. <laughs> wait, like, this is terrible. Really, st- stake? Yes, there must be a stake. Surely there must be some other way. Well, there is one. Only one other way. What? Well, they can cut off a head, stuff a mouthful of garlic, 
and tear off her ears. Give me the steak. <laughs> oh my god. I also like that you must be related to Vlad Tepish, the first Dracula. Who is he? He was a bloodthirsty butcher. He was known for impaling people on spikes. Dracula goes, They had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, one of Mel Brooks's best, but still really good. His one. last no, it's got actually, a lot of funny he parts in it. Yeah. Uh, it's still got a lot of good gags in yeah. it, though. I agree. It's v- I got a movie that I think is synonymous with Halloween that I think we need to talk about for at least a little bit. Go okay. ahead. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so much yes. so that people, some channels show it on Halloween. Uh, By the way, considered the longest-running release in film history because it's never been pulled since its 1975 release. Wow. Yes. That is such a good movie. Um, and if you've seen... I've been lucky enough to see both the film and the stage show of Rocky Horror. Yeah, me Horror. too. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And the Rocky Horror stage show is equally as cool to see on Halloween if there's yeah. a production in your area that's doing it. Um, but pretty much, if you go see the movie in a theater, you're pretty much going to see a production anyway because yeah. there's someone in front of the screen performing it. Right. Um, Although, technically speaking, isn't that kind of a New Year's movie? No, 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 no. They show it around... Like, all of the stage productions that people do are right around Halloween and they show the or movie summer, yeah. at midnight on Halloween. Okay. I yeah. I know that I've seen the stage production on New Year's because I mean oh, when you really? have yeah when you have all the ghouls there when, when they're doing like time warp and stuff like that they're all wearing like New Year's garb phantoms whatever that's true um, well they they do a show they do a Rocky Horror show here in Durango and I have dubbed it a uh, sloppy horror shit show uh oh <laughs> because basically what me and a bunch of people from the place that I work at would do is just get like super hammered and dress in ridiculous drag costumes and stuff. And then go out, and and half of us would usually get kicked out for like screaming obscenities at the wrong times, just like at the very beginning, just screaming like, whore, whore, like before the shows even started. And <laughs> they're just like, get out. Yeah, and I remember my friend Dave went as Rocky one year, and he was just wearing these little tiny boys' briefs that were spray painted gold, and like <laughs> these ladies kept asking to take pictures with him, and like a little bit of his uh, a little bit of his scrot was hanging out the side, and the lady's like. Oh, look, you can see it. And he goes, you want me to go full ball? And he just, like, pulls a whole ball out the side <laughs> and takes a picture with these two, like, 45-year-old ladies. More people wanted to take pictures with him than wanted to take pictures with the cast. <laughs> well, I mean, so the, the oh, actual costume amazing. for Rocky Horror is incredibly simple, but also very hard to pull off. Because yeah. you have to be in pretty much immaculate shape. Did he also bleach his hair blonde and have it spiked up? No, he actually <laughs> wore the shittiest blonde wig. You could, it was just like a... a a blonde afro wig <laughs> okay nice cool good to know <laughs> yeah no that's that's a really good one um you know susan sarandon in like one of her earlier roles barry bostwick mm-hmm. barry bostwick yep. tim curry that's why i of fell in love course. with susan sarandon i had seen susan sarandon in things like stepmom and uh dead man walking mm-hmm. and then when i saw her in rocky horror picture show i was like oh what's up when she's all singing How are you like doing, susan sarandon when she's singing touch it touch it touch, touch me touch, touch, <laughs> oh my god i remember Richard that definitely night, yeah. being uh something i had queued up on the vcr for late night um that song is actually one of my karaoke staples. I wasn't, so Sean, because Sean was a couple years older than me, I wasn't really allowed to watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, for a certain point. But Sean would always, and technically Sean wasn't either, but Sean didn't care. He'd just do whatever he wanted. <laughs> um, but I would try to follow the rules. And Sean just would kind of fill me in on what happens. It was like, this movie is fucked up. Being a 12-year-old who's never experienced sex in any sort of formal way. Right. In any formal way. It's very informal. It's very informal if it's at a bus stop or, you know, like a rest stop or anything. But in a stop, formal in a way, it would be stop. like 
with the little Chippendales bow ties and things. It's a black tie yes. affair. I'm thinking, like I said before, I'm thinking of getting a tattoo of like a tuxedo cummerbund and like <laughs> on the bottom of my dick so that when it gets hard and sticks straight up, I could put a little top hat on it and then maybe glue some little like M&M guy arms to the side holding a cane. This is where I like to remind you that my boss's boss is now following me on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! And I'd appreciate it if you would stop talking about your genitals. <laughs> Thank you very much. By the time people listen to this entire run of this podcast, they'll be able to draw my penis from memory. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll It'd look be like oddly a like Mr. Peanut. Could draw it perfectly. <laughs> uh, wow. What I will say is that. I think Sean, you were you had a little an obsession for it going on in, in the first couple of years of college. You yes, uh, I did, and I always will love musicals and I the musical aspect of it and the fact that it was like a rock musical and I could really dig the songs was what really sold it for me. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's the yeah the movie's just about sex and dude fucking meatloaf's in it. I yeah, yeah. I I think Sean secretly wants to be Frankenfurter at one point. He wants to be able to play that secretly. Part. Yeah, no, I would love to play Frankenfurter. I want to go as Frankenfurter for Halloween. I just, I haven't had the time to put it together. I have not found my costume yet, and I leave for New York in two days. Uh-oh. So I think I'm just going to have to bring out the old Clark. You and Eric should go as each other for Halloween. You should wear a fedora <laughs> and put a fake beard on and carry around like three kids. Have one strapped onto your chest, one in a stroller. <laughs> Just take his kids out. (laughs) That's not weird. Take them trick-or-treating. That's not weird. Just take them across country without their permission or knowledge. My Um, my costume's being finished. Pretty sure that's kidnapping, Sean. No, like, uh, dork, go out together dressed as each other. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Do we have anything else we want to say about Rocky Horror? No. No? I was just going to say, be it. (laughs) Don't dream it. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) I was like, this is creepy. (laughs) No, so let's what about like some of the more let's let's go gorier. Let's go for for the grown ups and stuff like that. And actually probably some of the B level ones too, like Pumpkinhead, um House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm -hmm. Uh there's like trick or treat and then there's a trick in treat. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, trick or treat, like with an R. Yeah. Um We got all the Halloween movies, but we kinda covered that in slashers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we they just get a mention and then moving on. Idle hands. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I was gonna, hands oh you got sorry. I love Idle Hands. It's a good one. It's a, it's, it's a got good, like a cult following now. It it's wasn't like a very horror well comedy. Good when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you like it because it's got Devin so Well, that's besides it. the point. Yeah. When he's, so cute. When he's, he's when he's a teenager. Cheeks in it. That's right. That's, got, that's right. And they totally have sex without you seeing them have sex too. I mean they, they allude to it, but it's mm-hmm. pretty clear that what's going on. Good movie. It's definitely kind of slapped together. It's well, campy. It's campy at times, definitely. Vivica Fox is pretty funny. And Seth Green and um, what's that dude's name? I always just call him Fulton Reed because that's what he played. <laughs> when he, does. he was, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so Seth Green and Fulton Reed's characters <laughs> were really hilarious. Yeah. I just, I, there's two lines that stand out in my head. One was, dude, you scream like a girl. <coughs> Um, first off, it makes no sense that he kills his friends and yet they come back to life. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for that. No, nope, you don't. It's need because one. they were lazy stoners like him. So I think their whole bodies. You know, like his come back. idle hand was lazy, so it got possessed. Yeah, 
And there's also, he's, he tries to cut his hand off. He's like, I'm going to use my parents' bagel cutter. He's like, dude, I don't think that thing will even cut my bagel. <laughs> I think we're going to have a huge failing moment here if we try to discuss semantics of the movie Idle Hands. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, that just shouldn't happen. Yeah, just, we'll just, we'll just let it go. Suspension of disbelief. Just to let you know, guys, if you're looking for a kind of like a stoner comedy mixed with a supernatural uh, horror movie, that's yeah. your film. That's the one. We didn't talk about this during Creature Features, but I think this might be appropriate for Halloween. And a little more adult, just because... The, the subject matter doesn't really play to teenagers because they'd be bored and doesn't really play to kids because they'd go over their heads. Teeth? Um, well, sure, <laughs> teeth. <laughs> I was going to say... Starring uh, Pam. She was going to say Bubba Hotep. Oh, Bubba, oh Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Yes! That's a good one. It's a very good I'm one. I'm not even black. They dyed me this color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is a very, very good movie. If you're into... You know, Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, because it's, I mean, it's another Bruce Campbell movie, um, but totally along the same lines of that god awful B campy movie stuff. And it's but so intentionally good. so from intentionally, the beginning. yeah, yeah. And it's it's really good about isn't the mummy? So the mummy's like Elvis or something like that. No, no, Bruce no, Campbell's no, no, no. Elvis. Bruce in it. Campbell thinks he's, he thinks Elvis. he's Elvis. He's in a retirement then, home. He's got and dementia. A, and a mummy's attacking the retirement home, and then there's his friend who is a, a black guy who thinks he's. He thinks he's JFK. He thinks Kennedy. he's JFK, which is like... <laughs> the late, great Aussie Davis. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yes, JFK. he's great. Ah, that's a good one. That's such a good um, movie. I got another one for you that's a little more obscure since you're talking about B-movies that mm-hmm. would totally fit, even though it's not doesn't take place on Halloween. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, yeah. Yes. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Definitely. Easy. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't mention that during Creature Features. That's a horror. That's a horrifying nightmare for me. I used to have nightmares that I was going to be in a cotton candy cocoon in a Ooh. circus tent-shaped spaceship. That, that turned into a spinning top. Was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And as a little kid, it's scary if mm-hmm. you don't understand the context, but it's totally just like, it's really, it's a comedy that follows all the tropes of horror. Yeah. Horror is what it is. Definitely a fun one to watch. I can't believe Brian being a Spielbergian over there didn't mention that E.T. is set during Halloween. Oh, yeah. E.T. does have a Halloween scene in it. Yes. Or also Batman Forever. I was going to get to it. <laughs> if you're looking for excuses to watch those movies on Halloween, yes, you could use those as Halloween right. movies. Yes. Those and, are really uh, un-Halloween if, movies. Very yes. much like we did un-Christmas movies. Exactly. I was totally thinking about that, too. Thank you. They are, they are un-Halloween movies, but they are fucking awesome to watch. We actually... We're super psyched because in Halloween of 95, uh, Halloween was the day, because it was a Tuesday that year, that Batman Forever came out on video. That was something they started doing in the early 90s, which was uh, setting the movies during the time they were going to release the home video. Yeah, exactly. So they, And also, as well as actually lining them up to buy and rent at the same time. So anyway, our mom picks us up from school. Or, is it, or I can't remember if it was mom or dad, but one of our parents picks us up from school. Uh, we were already in costume because, of course, I haven't let you get a co- dress up that day. We went and we, we got Batman Forever right away. And we technically weren't allowed to watch TV until after dinner, but we made the exception for this. So we were able to watch the entire film and then the first half of it again before we went out trick-or-treating. Wow. <laughs> All right, so to the person who complained about us fanboying too much on our iTunes reviews, <laughs> that was your Batman movie moment. There you go. We have so from now we on, we're going to talk about superhero movies set during Halloween. <laughs> so suck it up. We're not bitter at all. No. We're not bitter or coming for your family. Neither of those things are happening. <laughs> I promise. That's not ominous at all. <laughs> Other ones. Uh, you know, I always... 
whenever I think about like watching Halloween movies, and we probably mentioned this last year, I'm sure The Exorcist. Like that's a really good one oh, to watch yeah. on Halloween or Easter, whichever. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you haven't yet, and you're a fan of Nerds on History, our special episode of featuring ghosts and demonic possession just went online yesterday with a very funny cold open. Uh, that's if he does say so himself. Yeah. Hey, I. do you know how long it took me to actually put together that functional proton pack? And if you guys didn't have it, you'd have been fucked. No kidding. And the trap unit, too, especially with the with the waste disposal system, because we all know what happened in the movie. I can't believe you didn't give your audience a disclaimer saying that you are so goddamn Catholic that you're that susceptible to demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go Catholic on this for a second? Because I totally can. Because <laughs> technically, if you're super Catholic, there's no reason you could get possessed. It's for those people who have faltered, who have opened themselves up to possession that get possessed. Most Catholics I know are degenerates. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> Brian included. Mm. He's a secret mm-hmm. degenerate. Yes, he is. He likes to choke himself and others. <laughs> Just for funsies, or as part of the sexual before, act? Let's just say this: before, during, and after. Okay. My boss's boss before, has subscribed to before, us on during, and after grocery shopping. <laughs> what? I'm just saying that's what you like to do: just go around choking people. How before, much are these oranges? <laughs> How much are these oranges? I'm trying to help. Okay. Uh. I, I, <laughs> Okay, okay. (laughs) One we mentioned last week that takes place during Halloween is um, Monster Squad. Monster Squad, Mm -hmm. indeed. Which is super cool. Uh, Also, Donnie Darko takes place during Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Halloween is when all the real shit goes down in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I totally blanked on it and then just came to me Fright Night. Fright Night, yes. Doesn't really take place in Halloween, but the real one, one. not the fucking Colin Farrell one. No, I'm saying it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Either one, I guess, but yeah, sure. The Crow. The, the crow. crow. Oh, that is such a good oh, movie. God, both are so movie is both slightly movies. less better than its soundtrack. The soundtrack's a little bit better than the movie. The, but. Well, the first and second one, because uh, there was a third one. I can't remember. They came out. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the second one. I saw the first. There one. There was three or four, and I know they had like a. Sh- I think there was a few episodes of a series that was released that they canceled quickly. And there's yes. going to be a remake. Yeah, there was one with what's his face. Ah, uh, God, I can't remember his name. He was in American History X and Terminator Two. Uh, Edward oh God. Furlong? He, no, yes. Edward Furlong. Yes. Edward Furlong was the crow in the most recent one. I think yeah. it was number four or five. And really? And it looked just terrible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and the guy who plays the chairman on the current Iron Chef was the was the main character in the Crow TV series. I mean, honestly, though, I watched that movie recently. Huh. It doesn't hold up as well. I honestly think it's not as amazing as we've all... It's got a cult following, but man. Well, it's just one of those situations where because of the circumstances related to the film, I don't think the Crow would have been that big of a movie if Probably it wasn't for not. Brandon Lee's untimely death. Uh-uh. Yeah. I remember watching that movie while I was going through um, my angsty tween phase in seventh grade, and I took one of my Barbie, do- Barbie dolls and I like used whiteout and black sharpie to give her like the crow makeup. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you dye your hair black too? I, I colored her hair like multicolored with uh, nail polish. Ah. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Could use your time. Well, you know, I wasn't going to use them anymore, so. There you go. <laughs> here's a here's a Halloween theme movie. I don't think any of us remember, but uh, Sarah probably knows this English major. Okay, you know who Ray Bradbury is, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So his uh, book, Something Wicked This Way Comes, was made into a movie yes. in 1983 for Disney. Super creepy, kind of dark material for like a kids movie, but they made it a movie. Halloween. Yeah, they made it into a movie. Jonathan Price was Mr. Dark. 
Huh. And Bradbury says it's the closest that any of his, uh, any movies made from his works has ever gotten to the, they said that they had to make a lot of changes, but the spirit of it, and I think Roger Ebert also echoed that, said that the spirit of it was very Bradbury, and he also wrote the screenplay. Interesting. Um, I think it goes without saying that either the first three, any of the first three Harry Potter movies would fit in yeah. to watching on Halloween, but those are, again, that's bringing it back to kids a little bit, but sure. the third one is a little more mature. Okay. For its age. The Devil's Rejects. Devil's I like Rejects, to watch on yeah. Halloween. I'm a fan of The Devil's Rejects. I like it more than House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay. I don't For think those I... who don't know, that's the sequel. I was actually going to watch House of a Thousand Corpses because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I missed my opportunity, though, to see it before recording this. So I'll probably actually watch it oh, on no. Halloween. Cool. That's fine. Is that, fine that's the other one where it's Dr. Satan? Or am I thinking of another one? Dr. Satan is House of a Thousand Corpses. And then after that, it's after they leave their redneck house in the middle of nowhere and go on like a killing spree. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, the second one has no... It's just kind of like a slasher kind of psychological horror mm. movie. They don't really they don't get into any of the supernatural they got in the first one. Fair enough. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up with a question about Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. What is the best movie-related Halloween costume that you have worn ever? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And the worst. Okay, the best for me, movie-related, was actually last year, my Indiana Jones costume. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty that sweet That was looking. awesome. Because I went actually pretty damn accurate, and I, I'm actually I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't go slutty on Halloween. I just don't do it because that's not really me. So I, I kept it tame. I liked it. Um, probably the what day do you go slutty on Easter? Wow, Sean. <laughs> wow. Fourth of July. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen her crown of freedom? It's <laughs> the true American crown. The true American crown. Yes, yeah. I like to ce- I like to celebrate my vaginal independence. Um, <laughs> I go bottomless on 4th of July, and I just spray paint the American flag down my front and legs. Uh, No, so my Indiana Jones costume is probably my best one that was movie-related. My worst one that was movie-related would probably, I don't know, it was worse. Uh, When I was in 4th grade, I was a Southern Belle, and I was trying to say that I was Scarlet from Gone with the Wind. It wasn't like nice. horrible, but you know, it was. I was in fourth grade and wearing a Southern Belle. And yeah, outfit. they were like, "Gone with the what?" <laughs> Except for Alan, who was in the back row, going, "I've seen that movie thirteen times, and uh, your outfit is stunning." <laughs> Would you like to come and get some kombucha with me? <laughs> He's like, "Do you like my thin mustache? I modeled it after Clark Gable, so." <laughs> Whole Foods is actually having a special pumpkin kombucha this because uh, it's Halloween. As, it's actually kind of good. It's this mix of sweet and tart. It's, uh, uh, as God is my witness, I will never go without kombucha again. <laughs> good Lord. I love Alan. Oh. oh, so mine, the best one I ever did based on a movie was when I went as the Joker two years ago. I went all out, spent like multiple hundreds of dollars on a costume and a couple hours doing my makeup and putting prosthetic scars on. And it was super legit. And I I got a lot of people going, wow, dude, well done. So that was the best one. That was the one that made me feel like I really killed it on Halloween. And then the worst movie-related one I ever did, I think it was in fifth grade, I just bought a Beldar conehead mask from the (laughs) coneheads and then wore like a tie and a shirt and slacks. And that was it. Nice. There you go. I remember all those. Um, well, see, all my ones that have been movie-related are really also from other mediums, so do they count or not? Sure. It's nerds on film, so if it's nerdy-ish at all. <laughs> sure. 
Nerds on film. <laughs> Nerds on film. Ever since we got that feedback, I, know, right? I keep hearing it in my head. Maybe we I can't believe new... we never put it together. I feel stupid. Maybe we should make our own a new uh, oh, new yeah. jingle for the. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of fun. We'll do yeah. acapella style. I've done several repeats throughout my life. They've You've all... done Batman. I've done Batman a couple times. Twenty-seven out of twenty-eight times. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. You did it on your Superman. first birthday. <laughs> I've done we Batman, Batman swaddling clothes that had ears on the top. Shut <laughs> up, dude. Shut up. I've done Batman twice. I've done Superman full costume Superman once. I've done Clark Kent Superman a few times. Clark um, Kent turning into Superman, Superman a few times. Which you and claim to have patented, even though they sell it as like a regular costume now. Yeah, but it's but mine's different because mine's homemade. So I, I, I take. I, I take, see. I know the rules of cosplay. I take. You I have take, to make everything your goddamn self. Yeah. it's bullshit. So I I take pride, and uh, those who have been listening to us for a year have sh- have seen the costume because yep. I probably will wear that this year. Actually, the old trusty. When it, whenever I've been those characters, ever since I was about second grade or so, I decided that when I was going to do the costumes, I was going to do the character as close of justice as I could uh, with the resources I had available. So when I was Batman in second grade, we went out and got two different Batman costumes, and I put them together, and I had my parents get me black makeup so I could black out my eyes behind the mask nice. too to make it look 100 percent like mm-hmm. it was um yeah then when he took the mask off and was running around on at recess with it he just looked like a burglar <laughs> that's true because my dad actually just decided because he said this is gonna look really weird if you just have black eyes yeah. so he did actually make like this whole mask kind nice. of thing there you go so it's the uh you know just in case i was i couldn't i could never really reveal my identity right you know? there you go <laughs> take off the mask there's another mask on behind it and though if you knew brian as a child he was bruce fucking wayne trying really hard for people not to find out who he is all day at oh school. God. And then Sean was the prick who would be throwing oranges, oranges at me in costume. <laughs> so, he's like, you're not Batman. <laughs> I kept that costume for a couple of years afterwards, too. It, it held up. But when I did Zorro, when I was in 8th grade, my again, my dad helped me. We built a prosthetic mustache and soul patch out of just this hair that, it was, that came in braids. So you took that, we took that in spirit gum and we just slowly built Nice. The mustache. We just told you that, Brian. We made that out of Dad's back hair. Ew. That is disgusting. <laughs> and I think my dad just gagged. <laughs> um, so, no, we we, we bought the, this fake hair that we, we put on there. And I thought that was pretty cool looking for what we did. And then I think that was when I also had the bandana mask for Zero. So it looked pretty. You look good. I remember that was a really good costume. I mean, it was still the polyester costume you got in the store. But we tried mm-hmm. our best to make it look... Somewhat believable. And then... Okay, th- so that's like four bests. What was your worst? What was my worst? Yeah, I'm like, if yeah. you're just going to start listing off all the awesome costumes you had, like, there was the year I was Aaron Esurance, and that was fucking rad. That and- was pretty Oh, sweet. that's awesome. You were also Rosie the Ripper. You were Aaron Esurance? I was Aaron Esurance one year. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the pink oh. wig. <laughs> and, uh, that's slightly less obscure than my costume last year. <laughs> and then I um, went as Susan B. Anthony's best friend, Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh never mind that was so fucking funny <laughs> as if anybody back then would be friends with somebody ethnic come on <laughs> yes women's rights but fuck the brown people <laughs> Wow. Oh, God. Wow. Speaking of women's rights, I was Rosie the Riveter one year, too. <laughs> Nerds on history. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You were Rosie the Riveter one year. It's true. Yeah, that was fun. Um, well, so, probably the so the worst one, mm-hmm. the one that was just like, fuck it, I don't have time, and just threw it together. Alien Jesus. 
Nice. Space. <laughs> space. Was that last space. year? Jesus, it was two years ago. And so <laughs> That's right. I, I had Alien this app Jesus. on my phone called the Costumizer, and they basically these two wheels, and so I saw it. It gave me space and Jesus. It was like, done. Okay. Space Jesus. But, I realized, oh, that's going to be totally easy to put together. Not. So I, I had to, I bought a Jesus costume, uh-huh. beard and, you know, wig and everything. And the only thing I really could do is I bought an alien mask, like the, those UFO alien masks. And I somehow rigged the the wig and the, the beard to fit on the mask. Wow. But when I put all of everything on, it looked terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like I was some crazed serial killer. Oh my god! I have come to save your soul and probe your anus. <laughs> what, I, what, what I thought was really funny. Your soul happens to be in your anus. I, was, yeah, I, I, I went People to had a, it wrong. I went to a Halloween party, and one of my coworkers, who is a devout atheist, decided to be funny to go as Jesus. So I was the only other Jesus at the party, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh, who's got the better costume?" and, and he definitely had a little more detail in his costume, but yeah. mine won just for, for originality. Nice. I even had Christians who were saying, I'm religious, and that's fucking hilarious. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> ultimately put together, it was a very expensive and slapdash costume. Sure, sure. So, Did I tell you guys what, I am, what I'm going to be this year? No, you haven't told no. us. I'm going to be Kaylee from Firefly. Oh, cool. My uh, my suit is currently being sewn up because I had to, I had to buy a, a flight suit, but it's made for somebody with a ridiculously long crotch and short legs, so like we're having to... <laughs> like completely reconstruct the crotch on this thing and it's might turn out a little weird if it doesn't work then on friday i'm going to be scrambling getting to work world to find an actual suit that's cool though <laughs> that's a super cool costume so Our, brian's gonna be clark kent superman again mm-hmm. well and unless and, i can come up with a costume in like 24 hours because i don't well i mean i might have time to put together a costume while i'm in new york because i'm gonna be spending halloween with my cousins over there gotcha but for eric's halloween party which <laughs> i will not be i'll be i will be facetiming into Okay. Briefly, I'll be it briefly. I'm either gonna pull out the alien mask, just, there you go. just to put it on, yeah. or I'll put on my Clark Kent glasses. One of the two. Gotcha. So yeah, nice. Well, the costume I'm going as actually has a lot to do with a piece of listener feedback that we got. So self, <laughs> cue that music. Listener feedback, yeah. Awesome. So um, <laughs> uh, recently, you guys may have read that I wrote a blog about uh, a league of their own on the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a. Article. No, it was a good one. I actually, I really <laughs> like that fuckers one. fuckers didn't even read it, did no, you? I, I read it. it. I had I to edit it, dude. <laughs> anyway, I got great. some feedback via the listener feedback section because uh, this person couldn't actually get on to make a comment. So they sent it to me via email. So I'll read it aloud so that oh, all nice. of our fans can hear it. Her name's Elspeth, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Elspeth. She said, I adore that film on so many levels and watch it at least once a year, along with Remember the Titans. And now I've added 42 and Invictus to that list. All of them make me cry every time, even though I know what's coming. Such powerful movies. As for whether or not she dropped the ball on purpose, anybody who's seen that movie, the question I posed at the end of the blog was, do you think Dottie dropped the ball on purpose? Yeah. And she says that she goes back and forth, actually. The way that she sees it is that she did and she didn't. And she said that uh, she's a bigger sister and she wouldn't let her little sister win. So most of the time she thinks Kit just really cracked her so hard she dropped the ball. Yeah. And I sent her back a a lengthy response I don't need to read here. (laughs) And I've got one more from Facebook. Okay. Uh, from Roxy. Roxy says, just started listening consistently to the podcast as of late. Love you guys. Thanks for the hilarious and educational content. And Sarah Ashley, you sound as pretty as you are. Aw, well, okay, so that's cheating a little bit because Roxy is one of my very, very, very good friends and I adore her. 
Um, oh shit! Well, never mind. Fuck you, Roxy. We want people that are new. Roxy's <laughs> uh, awesome. Kidding. She Thanks, is Roxy. awesome. <laughs> I was I'm, was really excited to hear that she started listening consistently, and I miss her stupid face. So. All right, folks. Well, we really hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. Please eat lots of candy, wrestle the beatus, and wrestle uh, the beatus. I'm Wilford Brimley. Did you know you could wrestle the Beatus completely free or with government subsidization? And if you're going to watch a movie, we hope you pick one of the ones that we've offered. If not, please tell us what the ones that you watched instead. And you know what? Let us know by going to our social media. You can uh, follow me on my Twitter account at Brian Moriarty. I'm at Sarah Ash 16 And I am at Big Sean Mo. but you can always follow us on our company Twitter, too, at Nerdonomy. Speaking of which, you can also head over to Nerdonomy.com, where you can go and follow all of our great things like our blogs and email us. And we also want to make sure that you guys know about a very special event coming very, very soon to Nerds on Film. Yes. Sarah? November 3rd, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You guys have probably already heard the ads, um, but you guys can live tweet us uh, during that time. And we are actually going to be playing the Six Degrees of Separation game where we link two actors uh, through their movies. So um, we want you guys to try and stump us, give us celebrities. We promise we will not be using Google or IMDb or anything like that. And also, if this is your opportunity for Q&A, this is your opportunity just to tell us funny jokes or whatever the hell you want, you guys are going to be driving our show that particular episode. So I know somebody who's going to be on for sure. Dave and <laughs> Brett. I'm like, these are these are the people who uh, who really pay attention. I think Billy might try to do it. I told her about it. One of our, our dear friends um, and dear listeners who is also a co-host on the Girls With Issues podcast. Um, but anyway, so yes, if you guys want to shout us out, do it there at Nerdonomy. Or you guys can also email us during that time or Facebook us, whatever. Um, we're going to be all on our computers and our devices looking at that stuff. So November 3rd, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you. And uh, Alan's going to be giving us really hard ones. He likes to play the version of the game where you have to link different key grips from different movies. <laughs> <laughs> you have to link the key grip to the gaffer? Yes. For example, uh, please link Toby Richardson. He was the key grip on Waiting for Guffman. And uh, link him to Rod McPherson. Okay. He was Rod also, McPherson who was also is a the best boy, not a key grip. <laughs> You failed. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I was expecting, like, it, it, he was, like, the key grip on a Charlie Chaplin movie or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, he was the key grip on Modern Times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan. <laughs> oh, Alan. All right, folks. Um, happy Halloween. And until next time, stay nerdy. Tune in to us next week. Same nerd time. Same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye. Have an excellent evening. Peace. And roll credits. And now... Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips?